Okay, so today on the podcast, we have Coach Joey Fields from Herbert Hoover High School in Clendenin, West Virginia. Uh, Coach Fields was uh, the second episode of the Mind of a Football Coach podcast, and uh, he was gracious enough to come back on. And I know you will love hearing from Coach Fields. All right, so today on the podcast, we have the original and magnificent Joey Fields is back with us. Coach, welcome back. Hey, man, I appreciate the introduction. You know, I, you know, I enjoy that. I don't know about the original, but magnificent. You know, I'm all about it. Coach, I, uh, you, were, you were my second guest ever on the podcast, and we met at the uh, Riverside Fieldhouse. You were at Mingo Central at the time as an assistant, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was, it was a fun day, getting, you know, first time I got to meet you in person and um, talk some ball there afterwards, and I really enjoyed it, and I appreciate our friendship, you know, to this day. Coach, catch the listener up a little bit about your uh, – about your your history, kind of where you've been since then, and uh, then we'll go from there. Yeah, uh, I'll try to make it as short as I can. Uh, I've moved around a little bit, but um, um, started uh, played for Coach Kinder, Yogi Kinder at Mate One. Um, graduated in two thousand nine. Uh, he said something in the paper when I was a senior and um, said that this kid could be a coach one day and kind of got the itch and you know me and him had a great relationship and uh, went on to help him there mate one for two years then we got into Mingo Central um, and I went with him became offense coordinator there was offense coordinator offense coordinator there from 2011 to 2016 uh, became the head coach in 2017 and then um I left there, uh, took a job at Trinity uh, in Louisville, and some things didn't work out with my wife and I as far as moving and jobs. And then um, she was able to transfer uh, within her company to Hagerstown, Maryland, where I took a job at Martinsburg and uh, with Coach David Walker. Um, great experiences there, good people. And then um, came back to Mingo Central for a year, kind of a uh, hey, what do I want to do? Do we want to be here type deal? And then uh, Herbert Hoover opened up. And, um, you know, couldn't be more grateful for that. Uh, the people that are there, it's best decision I've, I've made in my coaching career, um, teaching career, and I'm happy to be where I'm at right now. Yeah, Coach, you, you know, you've done a great job everywhere that you've been. Uh, you know, we played each other, what, the second game of this COVID season this past year. Y'all were really good. Y'all are a really good football team. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I sit there and we reevaluate things like you do. Um, you know, I don't want to live in the old, uh, the old days, of, you know, glorifying the old days. So we're constantly evaluating what we do. And I go back on film now, Coach, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it was like, you know, you can never get better. Some of the stuff I put on film, I was like, that's not who we want to be and who I want to want to be. But you could never get better. You're in a COVID situation. I think three weeks in a row, we prepared for like six teams. You know, there was two weeks that we played, um, you know, four games in two weeks, and it was tough. But uh, it was part of it, man. We're thankful that we got the kids on the field, and uh, we got a lot of guys back next year, and we think we can have a good team. And uh, the dynamic in the locker room and the mindset in the locker room is where we want it to be right now. So that's great. That's awesome, Coach. Man, uh, talking about COVID, you know, we we started the year like one to be gun, wing T. I mean, I love that stuff. I think it, it was good for us. And then like we lost four backs in like a series of like 
for like three weeks. You know, so you got to like reevaluate the plan there a little bit. Um, you guys were just really good and, you know, just physical, man. You do a, you do a great job there. Talk a little bit about your offensive philosophy for people that don't, that don't know that Joey Fields is an offensive mastermind. Uh, talk a little bit about that to, to the listener for me, please. Yeah, uh, you know, believe in attacking space, um, you know, space and angles and grass and how do you get there? You know, you um, formation and motion people to solve problems, but it's getting your best football players the ball. Um, kind of not leaving a lot to the imagination. Hey, we're going to get him the ball in space and, and what's the best angle to do that and who do we attack and, and things like that. But we believe in, you know, um, I'm a no huddle, I'm a no huddle team. Um, you know, we are, we are, you know, spread tempo, um, still believe in our core, no matter what type of guys walk, we'll have still believe in that core gap scheme run, you know, being physical downhill and attacking people vertically and perimeter on the screens. But, um, you know, I, I, I go back traditionally, I'm a wing T guy at heart, you know, I'm still, you know, gap down backer and, you know, gap over everything, but, uh, with the spread, I, 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 it, it's kind of wing T in the spread, and we run the quarterback a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, our guys, we sell it to our guys, hey, we're different, you know, um, and, and that's, that's kind of how we sell it to them. The, the old days of, you know, running through a brick wall because I told you so, it, it's over. They want to know why and what's it do to help me and what's it do to help us, and we're willing to do that. And I think that's the biggest thing for us, it, the winning factor for us is, um, giving our kids the ownership and letting them know, know that, hey, we're different and selling it to them like that. And they, and they gravitate towards it and they take it and run. And that's been very beneficial and um, created a lot of success for us in the past. That's awesome, Coach. You know, I, I was listening to you say that. I mean, this off season, like, or most off seasons, like I'll go and text my guys, like, not just coaches, but players. Like, hey, what do you think about this? What if we use you like that? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's kind of a new school thing. I remember back when, like, I, I'm assuming, you know, we both played in around the same time. Like, my coach never asked me, like, what I thought about anything. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that new school way of uh, getting the players' input's a, a good thing? Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, th these kids are smart. These kids get it, you know. And I, I go back to this kind of getting off topic there. But, you know, the kids I've coached the hardest in the past – are probably the kids I'm closest with, you know, and those are the kids that get it. Now, mom and dad don't get it. Um, Uncle Bob may not get it, but mom and dad and Uncle Bob don't play for me. So if I know I'm, I'm teaching the kid, you know, do I care about them? You know, I'm coaching them hard. I'm holding them accountable. But they know I care, and you got to show that as well. But um, – and they get it, and, and – they may not get it right now, but they'll get it as years go on. But get, getting off on that. But, yeah, I, I want our kids to feel comfortable in what we're doing offensively, defensively, and special teams. But, you know, we're going to cater to the player first. Um, the old saying of this is how we've always done it, you know, that that's dying. And if you're living in that, you're dying. And, um, you know, I don't believe in that. I want the kids, if they feel comfortable and they want to, for example, they want to play in that position, they're going to play better. They're going to play harder. And that's something we always keep in mind. And, um, you know, I think the kids understand that. And we speak that to them. We tell them we do that. And, and they expect it. And it's been really good for us. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, I remember the first time I saw you coach on the field. Uh, this was, what, 2019. We were at Mingo. And, man, the uh, 
one, I guess a kid messed up like a pregame warmup, and uh, he he was he knew very very quickly that he did not run the right play. And I thought it was great. I was like, man, coach is getting after him in warmups. That's fantastic. We do, man. I mean, and we tell our guys, you know, you're getting better, you're getting worse. And we're constantly coaching them. And, you know, some coaches think that, you know, yeah, they know effort's the most important thing, but they don't coach effort. And you got to coach it, you got to demand it, you got to reward it, and you got to speak it every single day. But, you know, I, I went and saw Jeremy Dillon the, yesterday and watching him play basketball for Marshall University. And we went and ate afterwards. And I coached no one harder than Jeremy Dillon. And Jeremy's the best football player I've ever coached, but I've coached no one harder than him. And you coach your best players the hardest, and, and they see that. And we have that relationship to this day because of that. And that's what it's all about. And I said that from the get-go. It's about relationships. It's about memories. But, you know, winning makes those relationships better and those memories even sweeter. So, Absolutely, Coach. Coach, talk a little bit about your defensive philosophy, uh, kind of what you like to do there, and, and how that meshes with your offensive philosophy. Yeah, we want to be very, very simple. Um, you know, we're a no-huddle, up-tempo team, you know, more of a scan tempo. So we think our defense needs to kind of um, match to that and cater to that. Um, we've been very simple on the back end, uh, but multiple uh, in the box, a single gap that give you different looks, but have the same teaching techniques, same teaching rules. Um, got in the past, but, you know, this past year, Coach, I, I caught myself, you know, calling defensive plays and wanting to stop every single play and you you know and I knew that and you just couldn't do that but we got to get back to a uh, playing our base because base defense is the best but in that base be very multiple and but simple at the same time with what we do probably carry three coverages coach um, turning into maybe five coverages you know our core three and then we're able to you know spin or buzz down to back to those to make them look different pre-snap but um, yeah, I'm 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 an even front guy now. You know, I mess I mess around with the three four. I think that's a great defense. Uh, but I'm an even front guy, and I always go back to what can I coach and what can I solve problems. And if something occurs, can I fix it quick? And you know, you fall back on what you know. That's awesome, coach. You know, having you know played against you once once as a coordinator, once as a head coach. I mean. Um, you know, it's very, like, like you said, it's simple, but you guys execute. So talk about, like, how do you get that done in practice? What does your practice plan look like uh, to be able to have success and how you want to you wanna play football? Yeah, our practice schedule is hour and 40 tops, you know, and I think if you got them there longer, you lose them. And these kids are going home, and it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. So while I have them there for that, hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, you know, we're getting everything in that we need to. And it's very detailed. Uh, and I'm not talking COVID season, Coach, because, you know, if you would have came to one of my practices during COVID season, you know, uh, you would probably – this guy don't know what he's doing, but it was a product of the circumstance at the time. But our plan in the past has been an hour and 40-minute practice schedule, um, what matters, drills that affect games, and we're moving. Um you know, we do split offense and defense each day. It's not a whole day of just defense or offense um, to each their own, but that's been beneficial to us. Um, you know, you won't have that guy who only plays a defensive end to say, and he's not doing nothing all day on a Wednesday, you know, so those types of things that we factor in. But, yeah, it's uh, we want to practice how we play, 
and it's up tempo. It's fast. Uh, we won't play aggressive. We're physical in practice. Um, and you know, that's, that's how we've always been, but each year is, each year is different. Um, you know, I think, and going back to even to culture, it, culture is built each, each year. It's not something that you got three years ago and you're just going to carry over, you know, culture, culture is what's in that locker room each year. And that's kind of how we evaluate practice game plan, uh, offensively, defensively and special teams. That's awesome. Coach coach. You, we talked fundraising some on our first podcast. Uh, touch on that a little bit uh, on this one as well, if you don't mind. Talk about how, you know, I mean, COVID was a unique scenario. But, like, for coaches who maybe maybe are in, like, a budget hole going forward, uh, what are some things that you've done in the past or things that you like to do um, to try to help with that? Right. And, and that's that's the thing that made me really realize, you know, I love, I love coaching football and being around ball and – um, really, Coach, January through May is probably my favorite time, you know, building those relationships with the guys and then um, learning more football and picking brains just like you do. You know, we've talked. But um, is, you know, going off on going off on the – so I knew I wanted to be a head coach because I enjoy the fundraising part and I enjoy, you know, the planning part. But fundraising things we've done in the past, you know, we're big on apparel sale. It's done really well for us. You know, at Mingo Central, we've done alumni games and all-star games and, um, you know, those those types of things. But, um, you know, we've done a little bit of every something different every year, but making it fun. Some things I have planned this year, you know, we, we have two scrimmages at home, so we want to kind of do, uh, you know, meet the Huskies type deal, uh, you know, dog fest and tagging it with names um, and, and making it fun. We have done a Friday Night Lights camp in the past which was all four of our feeder middle school and we have it under the lights they come out of the tunnel and we kind of make it a game day atmosphere but uh yeah th those things like that i mean constantly and i'm still in piggybacking off of a lot of people what they do um i looked at um maybe buying a grill a blackstone grill and getting tickets uh Kids got to sell so many tickets. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could do, and, and I enjoy it. And anybody who's got good ideals, I try to steal, and that's what we all are. This coach is a bunch of thieves. So that's a fact, man. You know, before we started recording, you were you were showing me a book that, and I just think, man, you know, we're like you said, we're all thieves. I think people that say, "Oh, I have an original idea," are are a complete liar. Like you, that's not original. Like somebody else. Had that before you had it, you know what I mean? For sure. You know, I was talking to a, I was talking to a coach, uh, one of my buddies, a couple of days ago, and um, uh, he was he's Boy actually Boyle County's coach. They just won a state championship, and we were talking football and this and that. I was like, man, I had the idea so long ago. It was just, you know, three four years ago. It's just that he had enough, uh, you know. Uh, to, to call in a game, you know, my so-called my butthole gets tight and I don't want to call something in a game, but they're all good ideals and they're all out there. But, yeah, I, I enjoy that process and that part of football for sure. No doubt. Um, you know, Coach, you have been very successful at every, every place you have been. Um, talk a little bit about, like, as a coach who's trying, you know, if a coach is trying to find, you know, success or, like, trying to build his process the best that he can, uh, what's what's a couple of pieces of advice you would give to a coach trying to trying to find success and trying trying to build um, build a program? Absolutely, I, I I agree. I think anyone who wants to be a good football coach 
can be and will be. I mean, you got to love it and you got to want to do it. It's not just, hey, I'm a, I'm a teacher at this school. I'm going to help coach this year or, um, you know, I like being around the kids. Of course, that's part of it. But you've got to love the stuff that goes unseen and unnoticed. you got to really want to do that. And if you do, you'll be successful. But thing with me is I got into a point in my career coaching, even jumping around. And, yeah, I had a couple moves, and people said he moved around so many times. But I was at Mingo Central for, you know, eight, eight years. But I thought about leaving a lot more than I even left because I wanted to be around good coaches that had been through those experiences that I could learn from. And I was very, very fortunate to be around Coach Kinder and Coach David Walker um, and so many others uh, to learn. But you you got to find somebody that, you know – that agrees with your philosophy and, and, and your seeing of the game, but also you don't need yes men around and learn the good and bad from those guys that you're around. But there's so much information out there now to learn the game, whether it's me and you talk, YouTube, books, clinics. I mean, people want to give out that information. You just got to go out there and seek it. And then as that goes, you form with what type of coach you are to your core beliefs of what type of person you are. And I honestly believe that. And I'm not trying to be Yogi Kinder or David Walker or, you know, what I see on TV from my favorite coaches. I want to be Joey Fields. And when it gets down to the nitty gritty, how do I respond to things? That's who I am. That's who I am as a coach. And that's who I am as a person. That's awesome, coach, man. Um, you talked about you were you were at Martinsburg for that year. For people that don't know about Martinsburg, they're like the AAA power uh, in the state. What did you take away from their program? Um, you don't have to give away any secrets, but like, what is like the main thing you took away from being in a place that's won? God, how many state championships have they won? Like, it's ridiculous how many they've yeah, won over the last couple of years. They're right now, yeah. You know, the biggest thing is, and it goes back to all that, is seeing how Coach Walker deals with people. And not so much the players, but his coaches, you know, giving them that ownership, showing them that, you know, hey, I care that you're here. And then people work harder for you. That, that's a huge thing. And then there's so much backing in that program. But, of course, winning takes care of everything. But you got to win before you start winning. And I, and I tell our guys that we've got to act like champions. You know, that's cliche, but you got to act like champions before you are. Or it's not going to get done. It's not, well, hey, today we're going to start acting like, you know, we need to win. It's not going to get done, you know, and that goes back to Monday through Thursday takes care of Friday. And that that's every day. You're, you know, everything matters. You're getting better, you're getting worse. But they have that mindset, and it's year in, year out, even when, you know, they'll have so-called bad years, and that's probably, what, eight and two. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, they still, they still have that championship mentality and that championship uh, mentality of how they approach practice and how they approach, um, you know, every single day. But they have good coaches there as well. And but number one, they have good people. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, I appreciate you. You've taken time out of your day to to talk to me on, on this podcast. And uh I know this will be a be a top uh one of the top ones to listen to because I have the original and magnificent Joey Fields back on the podcast. <laughs> coach, I appreciate you, man. As always. I really do, buddy. All right, my man. Have a great one. You too.